Hello, you're listening to the C to Z of movies. My name is Colin on the C. Joining me is Zijan the Z. How are you, Zijan? Hey, Colin. Um, I had something very interesting to tell you. Okay. And I thought, oh, this would fit perfectly at the start of the podcast. This is, I'm and excited. I completely forgot about it. All right. Yeah, it's definitely, yeah, I, I just lost track of it. And then, yep, it's vanished now. So I have nothing interesting to tell you about, apart from this fact that I had something interesting to talk to you about. Well, thank you for that. Um, <laughs> wow. Um, you what re- a way to start this podcast, You've right? really surpassed my expectations there. Um, t- <laughs> today, we're, we're, for the, I think for the first time, we are dedicating an episode to a, a non-blockbuster film, the, uh, the favourite in cinemas now. Um, we're also talking about the films Emily Blunt, a little quiz on the British royal family in film, and much, much, much more. more. Um, but uh, before we get into any of that excitement... Uh, we start with the news. Uh, Zijan, what is, what's happening? What's going on? Well, um, the biggest thing that happened last week was the Golden Globes happened. They certainly did. Uh, and it was uh, quite a surprise because uh, Bohemian Rhapsody won uh, for Best Drama. It did. Um, it came as a surprise to uh, quite a few people, actually. Yes. I mean, we, we, we both enjoyed it. I, I, it. I certainly wouldn't rank it as my favourite film of last yeah um but a lot of me lot neither of, yeah and I, I mean i think rami malik was fantastic and he won best actor in a drama uh as well i which think I that's think, quite deserved yeah that's, fine. that's less controversial but because it got quite bad reviews um i think quite harshly so a lot, a lot of people thought it was quite uh um kind of a soft take on it a kind of not very hardcore could, could have shown more of the drugs and all this kind of thing but I, i'm really not sure why people took against it so much? It, 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 I can see it's a bit of paint by numbers, but I think it's fun. Yeah, fantastic central form. It's a good film, great music. Actually, I seem to remember I liked it more than you did. I think uh, thinking back. Yeah, you definitely did. Yes. Uh, I thought it was a good film, but I just didn't think it. Uh, I definitely didn't think it was going to win the, the 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 Golden Globe for drama. And why is it in drama anyway? Um, well, why indeed is Green Book in comedy slash musical? <laughs> it's, uh, it's a strange also set of awards, isn't it? it? It's very strange. Yeah, I think A Star Is Born got um, pretty sh- shafted in that uh, Golden Globes. They only won one. Was that best for, song? Uh, for best song for Shallow, which um, I was banking on that since I heard the song anyway. It's a great so, song. I downloaded yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, I was surprised, but it didn't win anything else. Yeah, to be honest, I'm not sure. I, I'm not sure I was expecting it to win anything else. I thought, I thought we'd get a few nominations. But if you look down the list, so yeah, Roman Malik, we said quite... So the Christian Bale, which uh, I was expecting ever since the trailer. Um, Olivia Colman, we'll talk about her today. Mm-hmm. Uh, Glenn Close, best actress in the drama. I think she was in the conversation. Maybe that's pushed her slightly, um, slightly closer to her Oscar, uh, or slightly be- uh, higher in the Oscar for- nomination for it. She hasn't won an Oscar before, has she? I don't think she has. No, she's been nominated a few times, quite a few, four times maybe, three or four times. Oh, also very surprising. Uh, I think Olivia Colman probably still the favourite. Um, ironically <laughs> enough, uh, we'll Oscar nominations are out next week, I think, or two weeks time, something like that. So um, we'll find it soon. Um, yeah, Mahershala Ali got himself a, a Golden Globe. Um, Regina King for what did she get it for? Was it Widows? No. Uh, no. If Beale Street. Oh, Bill Talk. Yes. Cop. Yeah, which isn't out here yet. Um, but yeah, as you say, the by far the biggest uh, surprise was Bohemian Rhapsody. Um, not quite sure. I think it's it's done very well internationally. Uh, I think it's done phenomenally well in Japan, actually. Um, oh, that's it! Wow. I'm not, I'm not sure. But that doesn't that 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 isn't like a, a surefire uh, reason for it to win, though. No, it's done very well because uh, it's uh, the Golden Globes. This curious ever was they're given by the Hollywood Foreign Press. I don't know how. Are there a lot of Japanese foreign press in Hollywood? I don't. Mm. I wonder. I mean, there'd be some. I wouldn't have thought I there'd be think many. So though. Yeah. So uh, I don't think it's going to win the Oscar, um, but Stranger Things, you know. Uh, you know what I'm happy about, though? Uh, what's that? Uh, Sp- Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse uh, won Best Animation. It did, it did. Um, yeah, I mean, if that doesn't win the Oscar, that was by far the best animation film last it year. Is, it's so good. I love it. Um, uh, speaking of the Oscars, um, I think we, we didn't touch on the fact that Kevin Hart was briefly hosting it, um, and now he's not. Uh, apparently the latest is that uh, no one's going to host it. It's going to be kind of uh, just a bunch of guest hosts or kind of, um, yeah, people kind of cobbled together. And, and the latest oh. rumour is uh, they're going to try and get all the Avengers to uh, to do it. Oh, what? 
Uh, really? So who knows? I mean, this is just something on the internet, so who knows if it's true. But the, the rumour is they're going to try and get as many Avengers as they can. And uh, and various of them have been told not to host at the Golden... Or not to present at the Golden Globes because they want to um, want to have free reign in the Oscars. So That's uh, the first time I've heard of that, though. Yeah, I mean, it might all be made up. But, uh, <laughs> I mean, there's so many Avengers, you're probably going to get a couple of them by mistake, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> that, that is true. That is true. Huh. Speaking of Avengers, uh, the, uh, this isn't film news, but the, the, the Disney spin-offs. So we knew there was going to be a Scarlet Witch one. I don't think I knew that it was going to be um, the Vision and Scarlet Witch. Maybe everyone else knew yep. that. But um, uh, so th- again, we don't know if that's set uh, post Infinity War, post Endgame, or whether there's a filling in the gaps between. Uh, is it, it going to be a film or a TV series? A TV series, but it, huh. it might be. Um, I think it's a, probably a limited series, I don't know, eight to ten episodes or something like that. Yeah, I, I find it very, you know, I, I wouldn't think that Elizabeth Olsen and Paul Bettany would move into television anytime soon. No, I, I don't think they're, they're not going to do a kind of 24 episode for five seasons kind of thing, but I think they do a, a, lot, of, a lot of people seem to be doing these kind of like eight or ten episodes or 13 or something. So like a maniac or something like that where Emma Stone and Jonah Hill do ten episodes, mm-hmm. like that kind of style, I think. You know, it's just a way for Disney to lure people to this new streaming channel. Right? Well, it's gonna work. Um, it's gonna work. Are for you gonna me. get it? Yeah, I'm gonna get it. Yeah, yeah. Really? Wow. Yeah, and there's there's that. There's some Star Wars stuff. Uh, yeah, I'm in. Huh? But that's it, no? That's it. What else do they have? Um, well, Disney own everything, so they have everything. There'll be um, okay. you you get access to lots of uh, Disney stuff that I probably already have, but um. If now that they're buying Fox, we might get some uh, some X Men type stuff. Who knows? Mm. But, uh, and I'm sure. I mean, they have a range of Disney films. I say I'm sure I already have most of them. But uh, if I want to watch Coco again, which I which I don't, you can always watch it there. Yes, <laughs> I can. I can watch it there. Uh, you got uh, what else? What else you got? What's going on? So, um, Margot Robbie has been confirmed as Barbie. Has she? In the new live-action film. That's gone through a few different people, hasn't it? Well, it's only just Amy Schumer, wasn't it? Amy Sh- yeah, I, I had a vague notion that Anne Hathaway might be involved. Maybe I'm thinking of something else. Yeah, I know I know Amy Schumer was up for the part for a bit and was also attached to produce it. Okay. But now Margot Robbie is actually doing the producing. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Now, she she looks more like Barbie than most actresses. In the traditional sense, yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, she's a great actress and, and, a, and a good producer as well. So, what she, it, it, like the Barbie movie doesn't sound like it would be good, but I don't think that she would get involved if it wasn't didn't at least stand a chance. So she must no, be seeing I'm, something. I'm, I'm surprised she's in it as well. That's the thing. It's it's a Barbie film. Why why would you want to do a film about Barbie? Yeah, there, there must be something there that uh, that isn't obvious. Or maybe she just loved Barbie when she was a kid. We're trying to uh, live out that childhood fantasy. Yeah, well, it's probably not catered to us anyway. This film, so we are not the target market. I suspect not. Be the ones to, yeah. I'm just trying to picture myself going to a cinema and asking for a ticket to the Barbie <laughs> film, and it's, it's no, I can't see it. <laughs> and I've watched some pretty bad films. <laughs> uh, what do you, you, you do? You ever see the Time Traveler's Wife? I have seen it. Yeah. Life. I thought it was a great film, but um, when I went to see it, uh, a little cinema, the, the bloke who was collecting tickets told me that it was uh, a woman's film. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right, right, okay. Were you watching it by yourself? Oh uh, no, I was with uh, several women actually. Um, so there you go. Huh. I thought it was good. Um, Jumanji. We know there's a Jumanji sequel coming, and we've got some casting news. Um, Danny DeVito and uh, and Aquafina. Will both be in the uh, in the film? Oh, okay, I like Aquafina. I've only seen her in uh, in Ocean's Eight, uh, in which she was fine. She, she was probably the, one of the better ones. She in was Ocean's definitely 8. one of the better ones in that. Bit. Um, and I'm trying to remember what it is that she did that became big this year. Uh she was in Crazy Rich Asians. Ah, uh, yes, yeah, yeah. Uh, so yeah, I, 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 Danny DeVito. I mean, he's long, long career, so it's a bit hit and miss. But um, yeah, I like like her stuff well enough. Yeah, well, speaking of Crazy Rich Asians, um, just going back to the Golden Globes, I like the, the, the jibe that Sandra Oh did. Oh, yeah. <laughs> on Emma Stone and Scarlett Johansson whitewashing. So this is uh, Crazy Rich Asians, the first time we've had an Asian lead uh, since Ghost in the Shell and Aloha. Yeah. And you can hear Emma Stone saying, I'm sorry. 
Mind you, I've I've watched Aloha. She should be sorry. <laughs> Terrible. It's on Netflix if you want to watch it. Um, no, thank you. I paid five pounds to watch that film. Worst five pounds I've ever spent. Um, so yeah, I think I mean Jumanji kind of jumped into our cinemas last year, or two years ago, now, um, with kind of no real um, anticipation behind it, but turned out to be great. So uh, now they've got a bit more weight of expectation. Mm, yeah, it, it'll be good fun. Hopefully, it'll be fun. Thank you. Yeah. Mm. Uh, more casting news: uh, Dave Bautista yes. is joining the Dune reboot. He is re- reuniting with Denis Villeneuve. Yes. Oh. Well, you, well done in pronouncing that. I was it, like, it might not yeah. be, it might not be right, but it's. <laughs> <laughs> I was hoping. Yeah, I'll, uh, I'll just let Colin pronounce that. I'll just leave you know, yeah. a, a space there for him to do that. Yeah, it's definitely. Uh, I've definitely pronounced it not how it's written, so that's that's close. Um, <laughs> Well, he'll be joining uh, Timothy Chalamet. Yes. And Rebecca Ferguson. And in fact, uh, Stellan Skarsgård's been announced this uh, this week as well. Oh, really? Wow. Mm. Um, I've read the book Dune. Oh, yeah. Um, but I've heard that the film's uh, adaptations of the book have never been great. No, well, I've not read it or, or seen it, but yeah, there was, there was one starring Sting, wasn't there, which was pretty bad, apparently. Mm. Although I think it's yeah, got like, a kind of a cult classic among some people, I think. But, uh, mm. Yeah, it's one of those films that have never... It's, no, it's one of, one of those books that have never been made into a good film. And it's quite brave of um, Danny to try it. Yeah, but if anyone can do it, I think... Although, I say he, I, I like him a lot. Blade Runner um, and Arrival, but they're both quite slow films, quite ponderous. Which fits that, but from what I understand, June is quite hectic. Have you not read the book before? I've not read the book, no. Uh, all I can remember from it is Spices. Okay. And there are some Christian allegories inside as well. All right. Well, it's on my bookshelf, so I'll, I'll read it at some point. <laughs> but, uh, not, yet. not yet. Maybe I'll read it for the film. Um, Star Trek Four that you might have, been, might have been looking forward to. Um, I, I wasn't. No, well, it's been shelved. Which, to be honest, I thought it already had been. But um, the the director S J Clarkson has now left the project uh, to do some Game of Thrones stuff instead. Uh, but it, you might recall that uh, it was it was going to have Chris Hemsworth and um, and Chris Pine uh, as father and son, and they both wanted more money or something. So, uh, well, they dropped out. And I kind of just assumed that they would just be offered more money and come back in again. But it looks like it's stalled. Um, completely. So I, I don't. No, oh, well, it, they make enough money that I'm sure they'll find a way to do it. But yeah, exactly. I can't remember how what happened in the last film. Uh, last film, Idris Elba wore a lot of prosthetics. Oh yes, uh, Chris I Pine wore, rode a dirt bike, and there was some sort of anti gravity yep, thing. Yep, yep, I remember now. <laughs> it, it, it did. It got very well reviewed, but I thought it. I didn't think it was any better than the one before. That, to be honest, I think they've been going down, downhill since the, uh, the the first reboot film, which I liked a lot. Uh, I don't have much left. Um, one last bit of news I was like, Wenham 2 has found its screenwriter. Oh, yeah. Which is the, the same as the first one. I honestly um, didn't, didn't know they had a screenwriter. Yeah, Kelly Marcel. She Apparently, she's very close friends with Tom Hardy. Okay. Oh, That's well. why um, she got... Um, but Ru- um, Ruben Fleischer's not going to be directing, apparently. Uh, what, sorry? Uh, Ruben Fleischer, who directed the first one, apparently isn't, isn't going to be directing. Okay. Because he's doing Zombieland 2. Uh, apparently. Uh, okay, I mean, Venom made a lot of money. I didn't notice it in the list of uh, Golden Globe Awards, maybe I... Uh... Uh, no, it's probably not the best script either, so... No, it's pretty dire, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, well, good luck to him. Uh, I haven't got much. Uh, Karen Gillan's doing a film called Gunpowder Milkshake. I don't know anything about it. I just think that's a fun title. Um, <laughs> okay. Um, and this is... So, uh, this is... This is barely news, but I find it quite interesting from a, as, a, as an Avengers fan that um, apparently the official canon of, of the Avengers films now is that Loki was affected by the Mind Stone in the Scepter uh, in the first Avengers film, uh, which kind of turns him from being a really bad villain to just a slightly not quite so bad villain. And I'm wondering whether that's um, uh, they're preparing the ground for his TV series to say, oh, he's a nice guy. I, he didn't really try and destroy New York. It was all. Uh, I don't think I like that, though. No, I don't. I don't like it. Well, I, I like. I, 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 like I, I don't mind if it's a kind of he's quite bad, but this really pushed him to the worst of his character. I think that kind of works. But if it's a he's a good guy, he turned he was turned evil. That that really because of uh, yeah work. of mind control. That's just yeah poor. I just don't like that. Like why? Please don't retro- retroactively change this. It's just 
Yeah, well, I think they, they gave him quite a good hero's exit in, in Infinity War. But I think if they exactly. if they're bringing him back, I don't know how they would do that. But they got the TV series, and I guess they want to make him a more heroic in the TV series. I don't know. But it, it seems so unnecessary to play around with things like that. Okay, well, it's a shame. Is that, that it? Uh, that's all the news I've got. Yeah, yeah. So we move on uh, to our classic segment to see or not to Z. We talk about films that we've recently seen and tell you, the listener, whether you should see them or you should not Z them. Uh, and as ever, Zijan, you're going to kick us off. <laughs> I've clearly grown mellow in my old age. <laughs> I'm not going to protest about the way you pronounce it. Well, it's, it's been two. Looking. It's been two years. It's uh, it's just not worth it for me, man. It's tiring. It's tiring. I'm uh, tired. You're tired. <laughs> <laughs> oh, pause it. Anyway, um, I saw Roma. Oh, I I love the way you rolled the R there, Zijan. That was a. Uh, uh, I'm not too sure whether that's the right way of saying I've, I've that. I've no idea, and it might just be my bad Skype connection, but it sounded great. Um, yeah, I I've seen uh, Roma. Um, Alfonso Cuar. I can't pronounce his last name. Cuaron. Like, um, if you're if you're listening to this and you're Spanish or Mexican, um, or indeed any Spanish Spanish-speaking nationality, I suppose, um, let us know. Yeah, so it's his um, Netflix film that's gotten rave reviews mm. and um, won best foreign language film in the Golden Globes as well. Yeah, and very likely to be in the best picture nomination for the Oscars. And. Uh, he won Best Director, didn't he, at the, the Globes? He did. He definitely did. He definitely did. Um, and, there's, and in fact, so he was the, also the cinematographer. So he might be getting, uh, he might be winning all kinds of Oscars. I wouldn't be surprised by that because the uh, camera work is quite outstanding in it. Oh, yeah. Um, so the, the film is about uh, just a middle-class family um, who have, uh, and they're made uh, during the, the, there was this uh, student massacre Oh yeah, that happened in um, Mexico. Um, but this was just background kind of stuff, though. It, it it didn't really affect the the family directly, but you could see that, you know, the the talking about it. You see parts of it happening, but, um, but it's mostly about um the relationship between this family and their maid. Okay. Um, it's one of those films that, uh, so it's it's shot in black and white, mm-hmm. and most of the, I think the main actress, uh, the one who plays the maid, um, was an unknown before she was recruited. Um, to play her, oh, yeah. um, and it's one of those films that I think um, a lot of people will say it's very artsy fartsy. Yeah, um, and it's one of those things that uh, the Oscars would love. Um, it's it's quite slow. My, I watched it with my parents, and my my dad was complaining about okay. how how slow the film is, and it is very slow because this is supposed to be. Um, I was reading somewhere that. Um, it was supposed to be a reflection of um, Alfonso's uh, childhood as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's part, part semi-autobiographical. Um, and it is slow and it can be ponderous at times, but it's... it's. Uh, I personally liked it. Okay. I thought um, the camera work is, is, is just stunning. It's just... It's, it's very beautiful. And I thought the story itself, although simple, was told very effectively. Okay. Because so, I've read... I've read some of well, most reviews. I've, I've, uh, I love it, but I did read one review that hated it on the basis that it was kind of that re- reckoned it was slow and pretentious. And yeah, um, yeah, I can, I, I can understand that. Might split audiences. Yeah, that's the thing. It's one. It's one of those marmite films okay. out there. Yeah, you you either love it or you don't. And it's probably one of those films that the the general audience may think like, ah, oh, they're going to not. I mean, you know, this film's going to win again, and none of us actually like it. Right. Okay. You know? And basically. Um, Denounce the Oscar selection again. Could be, could be. Yeah, yeah. I've not seen it, but I'll probably it's on Netflix. I'll probably check it out at some point. Although I still haven't watched Mudbound, which I was planning to watch from like a year ago. So, um, yeah, I, I've watched a couple of Oscar contenders as well. Um, neither of which are out in UK cinemas yet, but the the good people of the Times uh, provided preview tickets. So, um, of course, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, Beautiful Boy, the first of them, uh, Steve Carell and Timothy Chalamet. Um, which I must admit, I knew, I knew almost nothing about. I think I might have I've seen some posters, and I might I might have seen a trailer, but I don't really remember it. Um, uh, and it's basically it's, it's Timothy Chalamet plays Steve Carell's son, uh, and and he has drug problems, and that, that's that's the story basically. So he kind of he's this bright young kid, and he uh, and he and he starts taking drugs, and you kind of see how his life goes off the rails, and how it affects Steve Carell, and um, and how it affects his whole. You know, he's, he's got a 
uh, stepmother and, and the mother and, and two step siblings. So you kind of see how it affects, or half siblings rather, uh, and you can see how it affects everyone, particularly Steve Carell, focuses on, on him. Um, I think I, I really struggle to watch drug taking on screen. It makes makes, yep. it makes me feel ill. Uh, so uh, there's obviously a lot of that in the film, and I didn't didn't love those bits. But um, I hadn't realised until until the end actually that it was based on a true story. So both both um, the characters played by Steve Carell and, and Timothy Chalamet have written books about their experiences. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I only found out about that as well uh, when I was in the bookstore. And it was, oh, I picked up yeah. a book about okay. it, and then it was actually. The the author was actually the dad. Yeah, yeah. So, so dad written one, which I think they mostly based on. The son has written one, which I don't think is has been as popular, but I'm sure I'm sure they use that as as well. Um, it's it's quite oddly edited to to begin with, so you kind of get jumps around in time. It's no, a lot of the time it's not quite clear what part you're seeing because obviously the, the 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 son's character is sometimes a small boy and sometimes older, so you can tell that. But sometimes it's just Timothy Chalamet, not sure whether you're seeing him. In, in the drug problems or after the drug problems or whatever else. Um, uh, yeah, f- phenomenal acting from both of them. I think they'll, Timothy Chalamet will certainly be Oscar nominated, I think. Um, Steve Carell, mm. I think, should be. I'm not sure if he will be, but I think he probably should be. Um, a supporting actor, though, Timothy Chalamet? Um, I, think, I think Timothy Chalamet will go down as supporting. I mean, as we'll, as we'll come on to with the favourite, it's not always clear mm. who's, who's leading, who's, no. who's supporting. Um, but I think, yeah, Timothy Chalamet would, would be supporting and Steve Carell would... would would be lead because uh, it's, it's more focused on Steve Carell than it is on, on Timothy Chalamet. Um, I think, yeah, that, definitely the high point is how good they are. The, the actual story, it's, the film itself, the story itself, um, I think that they're, they're very keen not to kind of tell the traditional uh, drug story narrative of kind of falling into drugs and, and ruining lives and getting out. They, they kind of almost forgot to tell a story at all um so you get kind of lots of very moving scenes but because you haven't kind of necessarily built it together as well as they could have done i don't think it has quite the impact because and it, okay um i mean and it's not really spoiling anything to say that i mean the guy wrote a book so he obviously survived um yeah, but he got better from that he, got, as well. he, he did um and maybe this is spoilers, but hey, whatever. Uh, um, if you if you don't want spoilers for Beautiful Boy, don't listen to the next minute or so. Um, basically, they cut off the film where he's just taking loads of drugs and he's hugging his dad, but there's no kind of... He doesn't stop taking drugs. Well, I guess he does, but we we, we, we need the kind of text over the end thing to say he recovered and hasn't had any drugs for how many years. And I think, why do we not see scenes of him actually recovering? Mm. Which I thought was a bit odd. So, yeah, the film itself, it's, it's fine, but it could could have done... Better, I think. Um, so I've rambled on a bit. But the other one I saw was Green Book, um, which won a few Golden Globes, um, including Best Picture, including Best uh, Comedy slash Musical. Yeah, yeah. And uh, Best Supporting Actor. Best Supporting Actor. So it's again two great performances: Marshall Ali supporting and um, and Viggo Mortensen as the lead. Tony Lip. Um, he's put on a lot of weight for it. He's playing kind of Italian American. Uh, it's a story of uh, so Mahershala Ali's character is this um, very kind of uh, well-educated, rich uh, black guy who's a musician, and uh, Tony Lips is kind of fairly kind of working, well, very working-class Italian-American guy, and he gets hired to drive uh, Mahershala Ali's character around the Deep South on a concert tour. Uh, and, and the green book referred to in the title is is the kind of the, the book of buildings that black people were allowed to stay in because set in the sixties uh, in America. Okay. Just kind of segregation, particularly in the, well, exclusively I think in the in the south. So yeah, the various hotels he wasn't allowed to eat in both, and you had get these things like he's performing for all these white people, but then he's not allowed to eat in the same restaurant they're eating in, and, and, and things like that. Um, so yeah, this is a very moving film. I think I, so, I guess some of it's quite predictable. Like, as soon as it starts on the road trip, think right, they're going to encounter a racist policeman, and and, and they do, <laughs> and things like that. But um, two phenomenal performances, I think. I think. Um, Marsha Ali definitely deserves his award. I think Viggo Mortensen would deserve it as well. Uh, I haven't seen Viggo Mortensen in anything for a while now. No, I mean, obviously Lord of the Rings was his kind of huge thing. I, I, I'm struggling to think of what I've seen. I'm, I'm sure I've seen him at least one thing. He did The Road, which I didn't actually see. Yeah, was, um, that's quite bleak, though. I didn't think that very, was yeah. the kind of film that you would like. No, I've not seen that one, no. no. But he's he's phenomenal. I think, he, I think he's great. Um, Linda Cardellini plays his wife, and she does a great job as well. Mm. Um, it's directed by Peter Farrelly, who is one half of the Farrelly brothers, who did things like um, "There's Something About Mary," and, and uh, I think I've done "Dumb and Dumber." But um, it's just such. So this is so far out of that 
that kind of gross out comedy um that, that was very surprising so um it's 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 yeah it's the the globes thinks it's a comedy um Is it? it's it's very funny at times uh, so i guess if that's what you count as comedy i i, I see it more much well it's definitely at least a dramedy and i'd probably say it's a drama with jokes but um but there you go yeah great great film. it's getting a bit of a backlash at the moment um uh, online so various so the, the character um paper marshall ali um dr shirley his his family don't necessarily agree with his portrayal in the film and they've been quite vocal about that um Vigor oh, morton okay. and unfortunately used the n-word in a in an interview um and i think he, the reason he did it he has explained and, and certainly marshall ali, ali and others are kind of say yeah we understand the context of your saying of it does now mean that all the interviews seem to be what did you think about the outrage when you said that word and, and okay that's uh, that's a shame um it's a real shame uh so i suspect it might not do as well at the oscars as as it would have done if there hadn't been this kind of backlash but um i definitely recommend that one i think beautiful boy you can take it or leave it but i'd say go out and see green book fair enough right uh another oscar favorite yeah yeah oh, it doesn't work Colin with this. I love the fact that in this Oscar race there's a film called The Favourite and a film called The Front Runner it's like they're trying to subconsciously affect the Academy's voting uh, anyway it was very difficult for me to like explain to my boss oh yeah so The Favourite which is the favourite to win the Oscar yeah um, anyway so we saw that in fact I saw that uh, just a couple of hours ago that's how uh, how fresh I am on this film wow uh, yep um, I was going to see it on Friday night, but instead I went to see an improvised Sherlock Holmes uh, thing, which is very good. That's not relevant. Um, we're going to talk about the film, <laughs> the film, the favourite. Uh, um, as ever, we will do uh, non-spoilers and then spoilers. Although I guess, I mean, there probably are spoilers, but it doesn't feel like the kind of film that can be spoiled very easily. No. We're we going to have to adapt our blockbuster style for this semi-art house film. Um, <laughs> but as ever, Zijan. Kick us off. What, what, what's going on? What is it? What's, what's the favourite? What's happening? So the favourite is directed by Yorgos Lantimos, who did The Lobster, which you've seen, I think. Uh, no, I haven't. Uh, my, my, Simon's seen it and he strongly advised me not to. <laughs> For some reason, I thought you'd seen it. But anyway, it's directed by Yorgos. It stars um, Olivia Coleman, Emma Stone, uh, Rachel Wise, Nicholas Holt. Yes. Um, um, among others. Um, it's the story about Anne... Uh, Queen Anne, the Queen of Queen Great Britain, uh, and her two um, favorites. I don't even know what their roles are, to be honest. But it's Sarah Churchill and Abigail Hill. Good work. Who who plays uh, in from what I've written down, they're the keeper of the privy purse. Um, they're basically um, they act as Queen Anne's um, mentor. It's, uh, it's, slash girlfriend. Slash, yeah, I mean it's a, um, it's a kind. I mean, I guess favorite was quite, was the word that was quite often used in in the court. But I guess it's it's a kind of a bit higher than a servant. But yeah, personal a personal. It's not really personal a, assistant. Yeah, that kind of thing. So I think it seemed to be quite common for uh, British rules and probably other rules to, to have this kind of character. And uh, usually, well, I'm not sure about Queen Anne. Cause I don't know anything about Queen Anne really, but. Um, Queen Elizabeth would quite often have a favourite and then have them killed a bit later. Um, <laughs> really? So yeah, chop his head off. I don't, I don't wow, like her anymore. Harsh. Yeah, she was quite tough. <laughs> uh, yeah, so it's um, I I don't know how, what. So this is a comedy. I, I feel fairly confident in saying that. Um, That's true. Um, there there was definitely a laugh out loud moment for me in the film as well. Okay. There, there are actually quite a few of them as well. When I was, I just. Yeah, you, you just have to burst out laughing. Although, the rest of the audience didn't feel the same as I did. Oh, that must be embarrassing. Um. Yeah, I'm not too sure why though, because I, I thought it was genuinely quite funny. And I was quite, I wanted to high-five the other person in the audience was laughing along <laughs> with me. They, they might just be laughing at you, Zijan. You know, it's, it's, it's possible. Um, yeah, it's, it's... Is it Art House? I don't know. It's certainly artier than... Than I was expecting, and so well, actually, no, I kind of was expecting it really from the trailers. Um, it's one of the films that borderlines under absurd. Definitely, I, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's based on true story, but I think they, they make no attempt to make it kind of um, what's the word I'm for? Kind of lifelike. No, uh, so that, they definitely exaggerated a lot of bits. 
Yeah, I think to, towards as, as it moves on, I think they kind of make it a bit more grounded, or at least a little more um, yeah, less less affected. Whereas certainly at the beginning, the first few scenes, I think okay, you're really heisting this, so it's it's not. I, I don't really empathise with these people because they're so clearly not realistic human beings. <laughs> um, it's it's probably worth saying. So I, I went into this film without massive expectations. I know it was it been kind of got a lot of good buzz about it but it, having seen the trailers it didn't seem like my kind of film certainly the humor seemed quite crude from the trailers and and, uh, and i'm not really into art house type films again i think i wouldn't call this art house necessarily because it's not um it's still quite mainstream um mm-hmm. but those kind of sensibilities um and and you can't you can't stop the sentence there, Colin. You went there with low expectations. I went in with fellow expectations, and and they're probably probably met. I I didn't hate it by any means. I I had a good time seeing it, but I think it's not really my kind of film. So mm. I, I I didn't feel that attached to the characters, uh, particularly as they all seem deeply unpleasant. Um, I did find it too crude. I didn't find it very funny. There were one or two times I thought it was funny, but mostly. So I mean, in the first five minutes. We have a guy masturbating, um, and we have the, the c word. Uh, neither of which are things I'm necessarily looking for in a film. <laughs> uh, so there's there's a, a lot of gratuitous swearing. There's a lot of gratuitous nude, nudity. Nudity. There's several yeah. scenes of masturbation. Um, and, um, so it's, I guess there's there's not really my uh, my, my my area of film. <laughs> <laughs> I, I enjoyed it though. I, I thought it was. I don't think I've seen a film like this before. I'm, I'm, kind of, I'm trying to recall a film that's quite similar to this, but I, I don't think I can. I like the fun. I like the fact that it mocks, you know, the, the royal houses or, or, and how it exaggerates how, how, how it was before. Um, <laughs> I, I, the, my, one of the scenes that was so exaggerated was when they were dancing together. I thought that was so well, funny. That was, that was not because the, the dance moves seem to be quite modern, um, and it got me thinking about <laughs> um, a Knight's Tale, where they're all singing uh, Queen songs in in medieval England. Um, but it's, it's the only scene where they seem to do anything modern at all. So I, felt, I mean, I, yeah, that's quite funny, but odd. Um, so uh, yeah, Olivia Coleman as, as Queen Anne, uh, she's she's fantastic actually she's a great actress she's great um, she she's... probably will win an Oscar for it it looks like uh, I hope so because I really enjoy her performance in this film I think I she, am I, not too sure who... I think she'll definitely yeah she'll definitely get a BAFTA I think whether whether she gets an Oscar maybe Glenn Close will, will, will nab it I don't know but... I'm not sure who's a main contender for the Oscar oh yeah Glenn Close yeah yeah because well, this is the other thing so apparently she's been talked about as and, and certainly the BAFTAs have been nominated as the lead actress I'm not convinced that she's the lead um, it seems all three of them really um, have have similar amounts to do I might have said that Emma Stone was the lead but um, I don't know or, or, even, or even Rachel Weisz but um, they, they've decided she's the lead and, and the others are supporting and fine um, she's great and she uh, she's the one I certainly empathise with the most because she, I mean it's a fairly classic staple of of Royal drama. It's got me thinking of the uh, madness of King George a bit as well, but this kind of yeah, the theoretically the power, the, the leader of the country, but who's being dictated to by her servants. So Rachel Voice's character um, is is telling her what to do a lot of the time. That the the leader of the opposition uh, is is kind of uh, forcing her hand a bit at times, played by Nicholas Holt. Uh, is he leader of opposition? Yes. Mm. Yeah. Definitely. She. Yeah. And. Oh, I, I I love her performance and I do agree with mm. you um, I empathise with her the most out of the three mm. to be fair though all three gave very strong performances yeah Emma Stone's English accent is superb it is excellent <laughs> fair play to <laughs> her for that yeah. it is extremely excellent uh, and yeah both Emma Stone and Rachel Weisz have Oscars themselves oh yes Constant Gardner wasn't it for Rachel yeah. Weisz and obviously and uh, La La Land, Land for, for Emma Stone I don't, I'm pretty sure Olivia Commons not been nominated before. I can't think of what she would have been for. Though she's been consistently no. great performances, um, but I think just hasn't reached that kind of audience. I love, I love what she does on TV as well. But um, I never saw Tyrannosaur, but apparently she was fantastic in that. Okay. Uh, Nicholas Holt um, I thought was good. I mean, he's he's a decent actor. He didn't have the same range of things to do, but um, uh, but he, what he did, he did well. He wore a phenomenal wig. <laughs> he did many a few weeks yes. apparently according to Graham Norton show. Oh, is that right? Okay, okay. Yeah, but I, I, as I say, I thought the performances in this film was excellent in general. Like, 
the acting is superb. Yes, but I think so. There's one scene in particular where Olivia Coleman which where she with with rabbits where where she's she lets on that she she's lost seventeen children, mm. um, and basically clearly bought a rabbit every time she lost a child, and she's very moving in that scene. Um, and I, I imagine that might be one of her clips. Although when they do the clips for the Oscars, you have to be shouting at least one of them. So I'm sure they'll show her shouting at a page boy. I'm sorry. Um, so I'm trying, I was trying to work out what, 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 why I wasn't really warming to it. I think partly it's because it's quite heightened. So even the first scene where, where Rachel Weisz and Louis Coleman are talking to each other in quite clipped uh, voices, it reminded me a bit of the stage, or a kind of a, where people are projecting to the back of the, the room or something. I don't know. It just it didn't uh, didn't, okay. didn't feel that warm um and then just i mean everyone's unpleasant uh in this film so even emma stone gets a job in the uh as a scullery maid or something and, and yep. for some reason her other maids who don't even know her yet decide to trick her into walking in on people covered in mud and then uh get her to basically burn her or burn her hand by using Heads, some cleaning yeah. cleaning fluid that to she's without wearing gloves and i think why are they being so mean to her <laughs> she, she just rocked up Maybe it was like that in those times. Who knows? Maybe. Maybe. Yeah, I'm not too sure whether I raised this in my synopsis, but both so Rachel Wise and Emma Stone are competing to be um, Queen Anne's favourite. Yes. Ultimately. So Rachel Wise was the original one, um, but then Emma Stone's character comes in and slowly worms her way into Queen Anne's heart. Which seems to be quite... Bed. And her bed. <laughs> Very much so. Um, yeah, there seems to be quite a... Uh... A cinematic history of, of kind of rival women. Of these kind of, reminded me of uh, All About Eve, um, where, where yeah, kind of a, an ingenue is kind of trying to take over the, the the position of the older actress in that case. But it's kind of a, this idea of a kind of bright-eyed, bushy-tailed person coming in, but slowly but surely uh, overtaking uh, the other one. And um, the trailers certainly make it all about that. I guess that is the, the key plot point. It wasn't always clear to me why the characters were trying to do that. So I thought it was quite interesting. So I, I know Emma Stone's character, Abigail Hill, wants to become a lady. Yeah. That's for sure, and right? Indeed, so I, I know her motivations. So she used to be a lady and, and fell on hard times after her father gambled away his fortune. and, and Yeah. Um, so I guess she wants, she wants to have that position. And in fact, it's... To be honest, I'm, not, I'm not sure how we're going to do it in spoilers and non-spoilers because like, there's not a lot to spoil the plot. No. Whatsoever. But um, uh, the... When she becomes this kind of lady and 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 has the wealth thing, she she talks about she's safe now, and I thought that's quite interesting because like clearly her worries had been about, uh, yeah, lack of safety, uh, dying poor, whatever else. Um, mm-hmm. Whereas Rachel Voice, this is where I thought the characterization was a bit inconsistent because she seems quite unpleasant to begin with, um, and then seems to kind of grow gen- have genuine affection for the Queen, seems to grow throughout the film, but. Um, she seems generally to have the country's interests at heart, so she wants... This, this kind of the backdrop of the war with France. Yeah. Um, I think she has the Queen's interests at heart as well, just not the way the Queen wants it to be. Yeah, so I think maybe I, I mis, misconstrued it at the beginning because it seemed like she was trying to just exercise her power through the Queen, but I think maybe she genuinely did want good things for her, but just got frustrated with her at times. Um, mm-hmm. which, which I can understand. Queen Anne is quite ineffective. She's got a lot of gout. She does. I haven't seen a film. Gout. I haven't seen a film with that much gout for a long time. <laughs> uh, one one thing that I did not like about this film oh, is yeah. that weird fish eye fish lenses oh, camera gonna, work. I was going to say that. Yes, I did like that. Oh, it took me so far away from the film that it's so bizarre to put it in it. It was not just yeah. There's quite a few things here. Yeah, it has just yeah, say fish eye lens from the corner, which looks a bit like CCTV or something like that when when you see it. Anything. Yeah, I, I don't. This is often my complaint about art house films that they kind of do things for it just to make a statement, but it's not really clear what that statement is. Um, I definitely wasn't clear about this one. I have no idea why they decided to do it. It's bizarre. It was it was odd, and, and a lot of the time they're quite heavy strings as well, which they did in the in the trailer. But kind of just the repeated. I don't know if it's a cello. That was sound like a cello. Kind of repeated cello note over and over and over again. It's kind of quite a, a cack handed way of trying to build tension. I thought, but. Um, mm. Yeah, uh, there's some 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 kind of fun interplay between all three of the characters. I, I think they did work well together. Um, maybe none of them quite as evil as they they try to appear at times. Mm-hmm. Um, some terrible treatment of library books. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> the film should come with a warning. Um, yeah, I'm sure there wasn't a point. Though. Don't treat books as well. Actually, I think well, I think it was Green Book. Sorry to go back to Green Book. Um, I think it was some country I can't remember where now where they, they wanted to have a little message on screen every time someone had a cigarette, just saying reminding audiences that smoking is bad for your health, um, which they refused to in because basically there's someone smoking in most scenes. So I like the. Okay. I think we should have something similar. Like throwing throwing library books is bad for books. Have a little message under there. Um, I don't know about uh, whether the, the herbal treatment is the right treatment for gout. Maybe. Probably not. It probably. I I I don't really know the life and of Queen Anne. I know she died childless. Um, hmm. But whether, yeah, it, she she didn't look like she had a very pleasant life. It's, it's not a period of history I know anything about at all. Um, mm. So things like the War of France, the the the, un, the the undercurrent of the film is whether or not land tax should be doubled in order to pay for more reinforcements in France, which doesn't sound like a mm. edge of your seat kind of thing. Um, and maybe there's some historians watching it who who absolutely knew whether or not the land tax was doubled in the end, but I, I was not one of them. Did they cover that in your life in the UK test? No, definitely not. No? Definitely not. When, when, so when was this? When, when, what, what period is this? I think... Do you know? I'm going to embarrass myself, but it's. I think it's 18th century, but it might be 17th. Oh, it might I be. Defer ne- to my British colleague here. Yeah, um, I'm gonna, uh, probably probably eighteenth. Oh, I don't know. They indulge in some very odd behaviour in the the eighteen hundreds. They um they were quite free, um, quite free sexually. It seems yeah. <laughs> they like throwing oranges at people. Oh yes, I'd forgotten the scene where there's just a, <laughs> a naked guy running around <laughs> having fruit thrown at him. That was weird. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, duck racing, obviously. Well, nothing wrong. With, nothing wrong with a bit of duck racing. Um, yeah. uh, queen Anne of Great Britain, sixteen sixty-five to seventeen fourteen. There you go. Um, she was Queen of England, Scotland, Ireland from seventeen o two to seventeen o seven, and then of Great Britain. So must have got the Welsh on on board by that stage. Uh, from seventeen o seven to seventeen fourteen. Quite long, though. Uh, the reign was quite long. No, it's only uh, only twelve years. Oh, okay. Um, yes, we, so I don't know how long she how, I, the film probably covered a, a year or so did it maybe um, but I was reading up about, about it before so, so most uh, the things did happen though oh yeah well not probably not in the way that the film depicted but you know Sarah Churchill was was the favourite and she was well I'm going to spoil things now go for it. <laughs> Just, yeah, go for yeah. It. and then Abigail Hill came in and then replaced her uh yeah, which I think isn't yeah. uncommon. I mean, I don't know the kind of yes, how much time they spent in bed with the Queen, but that seems to be the main crux of a lot of the film. Um, uh, they both get one well, uh, Emma Stone gets married to some bloke that she's met a couple of times and chased around the woods. Fine. <laughs> <laughs> That's how you do it in the the seventeen hundreds, Colin. Well, she. I mean, she's sending out some mixed messages to this guy. <laughs> she definitely does. Seems to be hitting most of the time. But there you go. Um, oh, she seems to be using him for to be a lady anyway. Ultimately, and there's one scene where she hits herself in the face with a book a few times, and I, I thought she was going to have this whole thing about Rachel Vice beating her up, but I wasn't sure whether she was claiming Rachel Vice beat her up or whether some bloke beat her up. I couldn't couldn't quite decipher that one. Mm. I, I don't know what else is there to talk about this film, Colin. Uh, no, I, so I think I think it will do well. It's uh, it, it's it's a kind of it's a kind of genre of film that if you criticise it for being ambiguous, then people just think you're not smart. Um, cause it, <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, yeah, I see your point. Because yeah, I, I say it's it's not a, a genre I, I love, but it, and and it's not a comedy style that I love either. Um, but I like my films to to be clearer. Maybe I don't know. It's no, fairly I, clear, actually. I thought That's the plot clear. is clear, though. It's very clear what happened. Yeah, I, mean, I guess I was thinking about the motivations because I think Rachel Weiss starts off different how she ends, but maybe that's deliberate. Um, yeah. I enjoyed it. So. Well, good. Um, I. I, 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 as you know, I do a kind of a film award thing at the end of the year, and I can, I can definitely see there being some acting stuff in it, but I don't think it would. It's been like Shape of Water last year, I guess. I thought the acting was great, and, and that one I thought the directing was great, but I didn't love the film. Mm. Um, I, and, and in fact, like Shape of Water, 
more masturbation scenes than I was expecting. Um, <laughs> it seems that seems to be the way to win an Oscar these days. Ah, um, uh, well, it's okay, Colin. You save the rest of the year for your coddies. Yes, I do. Yes, I do. Uh, speaking of coddies, by the way, I know I shouldn't be. Blo- uh, uh, no, you shouldn't be plugging I, anything on this podcast. But I will. Um, coddies, the uh, the film awards on my blog. I'm editing this, Colin. <laughs> Colin J. Thomas to Cody UK. Check it out. Um, Paul Walter Hauser, who uh, who was one of the characters in I, Tonya, I I nominated for an award and he tweeted me about it uh, which considering I hadn't copied him in he must have been searching for his own name on Twitter which I thought was quite funny oh wow uh, uh, he was the uh, Sean thing his name was the kind of the friend who, want, who thought he was a bodyguard in I, Tonya. so you're famous now so basically long story short I'm famous now <laughs> that's right <laughs> that's right this is definitely not going to the podcast <laughs> Wow. Um, let us know what you thought about The Favourite. We're uh, on, on Twitter at cdzmovies. Um, we're cdzmovies at gmail.com. Uh, but yes, I have nothing more to say about this film. So, there we go. let's move on then uh, to uh, Actor Factor. Uh, and we've got quite a lot of time left, so we can actually go into it properly. We, we get complaints occasionally we don't spend enough time talking about these films, so we can... Which is quite fair. Yeah, we usually have to whistle past it. We've got a bit of time, so we can dig deep into the career of Emily Blunt. Uh, who is our today's actor factor actor before we get into it uh, there's a great youtube video you've seen Mary Poppins Returns and there's, there's a scene where she kind of um, basically sits into a bath and kind of goes like disappears out of it out of view mm-hmm. um, that was actually done practically there was a, basically a slide that went down oh, really? down a story so basically there's a bath and then the slide goes through the floor and she just goes oh, down wow, the oh wow that's so awesome so, I want to sit in that bath yeah so there's a youtube video where you can see her doing it which is pretty great um so check that out. Oh, that sounds awesome. Yeah. I want to be Emily Blunt. I think, how do you do that without all the water just falling through? Because yeah, it's gen- maybe it's all bubbles, I don't know, but there's, there's, there's generally, it's not, C- I mean, there's probably added stuff in CGI or something, but it's not a CGI shot in general. Uh, anyway, uh, do you want to kick us off with some Emily Blunt? Yeah, um, definitely seen more films of Emily Blunt than I did Al Pacino. Okay, more than one. More than one. <laughs> Excellent. So I think the first th- uh, film I've seen her in was uh, The Devil Wears Prada. Oh yes, yeah, yeah. Although I wouldn't, the, the thing is, like everyone keeps saying how wonderful Emily Blunt is in Devil Wears Prada, and I wouldn't know that she was in it until people have mentioned that she was in it. She she looks and sounds quite different to normal. Lots of eye yeah. makeup, from her, really. It is, and the main focus was obviously Anne Hathaway and Meryl Streep anyway. Yes. And she was just like the other one, the one who Anne Hathaway's character was supposed to be, you know, overcome or be better than, etc. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I didn't, didn't, you know, people were saying how wonderful she was in it. I just just thought she was just like a side character. I thought Stanley Tucci was a better job. Stanley Tucci was great, yeah. I I agree, yeah. I I think she she does fine, but I wouldn't kind of go raving about the other PA character from that film. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Um, Uh, That's actually the second time. The first one I saw was a a TV film, but um, Death on the Nile, she... uh, she played one of the characters oh. in, the, in the David Suchet Poirot. They, they did kind of feature-length versions of most the films and uh, first the books, and she was in that one. Oh, okay. As, Which one was she playing? The one who died or the one who killed her? Spoilers for Death on the Nile. Um, <laughs> I can't believe you gave away the plotline of Death on the Nile. Uh, did I? <laughs> I mean, oh, you, yeah, you, I you just said who the murderer was. <laughs> That's kind of the, uh, the big one. Um, <laughs> she, um, I believe she was the one who got killed. Okay. I think. It's been a while. No, that's fine. It's not that much of a spoiler. Someone has yeah. to die, though. It's called death for the now for a reason. Yeah, I was thinking more about the one who killed because it, it <laughs> the person who killed them. Because that's quite a. I mean, it's generally accepted that in murder mysteries that the person who was the murderer is a spoiler. Anyway. Anyway, <laughs> uh, the the next three films I have of her were all sci-fi films. Oh yeah. So there's the Adjustment Bureau. Uh yes, that that's a, that's such a difficult one to characterize. I think. As in terms of the genre, because I mean, you're right. Obviously, it's sci-fi, it but, is sci-fi, but it's also kind of a political thriller. Um, it's kind of a comedy. Uh, yes, I, I think they, they. I think it didn't do as well as they might hope because they struggled to work out how to market it. I think because it went no. across a few genres. But um, is this Matt Damon, right? Uh, it is Matt Damon. I'm not sure that's a genre. <laughs> no, <laughs> Matt Damon has own genre. Maybe it is. Yeah. Okay. I thought it was a good film. Uh, I enjoyed that. I enjoyed that too. Um, the next one is Looper. Oh yes, yeah, yeah. Where she uh, she learned she how to appeared, chop wood. Exactly, and she only appeared in like the second half of the film as well. Yeah, so so Looper, Ryan Johnson film, which again tried to wasn't matching genres, but matching a lot of ideas. So you kind of had 
time travel and telekinesis. And yeah, Emily Blunt's son is a key part of the story. Yeah, and Joseph Gordon-Levitt um, looking like Bruce Willis. Yes, yeah. It's probably the, more, the main thing I remember from that. Yeah, I didn't... I think it was a great idea, and I, I enjoyed the film, but it didn't quite work for me. I think I think I, it was kind of just various... Bit, it was one of those things that because when you're building this sci-fi world, it needs to really work, and, and I think it, there were kind of a couple of plot holes that, that made it a little less uh, than it could have been. I, I think the, the the premise was great. Like, yeah, I think yeah. they started with, oh, what happens if you meet your future that you're supposed to kill? You know, what happens then? Yeah, yeah. And then they didn't know how to end it properly. I think that's like, that's fair, yeah. yeah. Mm. I, think, I, I like Ryan Johnson, but I think he often has great ideas that he doesn't quite... I mean, they're all, all, Yeah, all, I've enjoyed all his films. Actually, apart from the Brothers Blue, much I didn't love. But um, like, yeah, they're all great, great ideas that I think could, could have worked better. Uh, and then obviously Age of Tomorrow Age of Tomorrow what a great great film I love that film so much yeah, yes <laughs> so good um, well, so so good we're on, on, on record of saying this one I, I mean I think that's probably my favourite sci-fi film of the, of the 21st century I think it's that good and Emily Blunt proving how physically fit she is man. yeah I think because Looper possibly the first time she was really into that kind of I mean it wasn't it was a massive action role but she was playing this kind of yeah strong um, woman who little like held a gun, chopped things, all this kind of. So, it might have been the first time where she kind of broke break the mold a little bit. And yeah, definitely Age of Tomorrow, um, which was getting a sequel for sometime, sometime. Eventually, yeah. she'll be in it. Uh, I can, yeah. I mean, going back to Adjustment Bureau, since we've got a bit of time, I think I, I, because I, I don't think don't think it did very well, but I really like that. It's kind of this fun idea where if you go through a door whilst wearing a hat, you kind of. Uh, move and it basically acts as a portal, which I thought was quite yep. fun. And she, somewhere else, yeah. And he, uh, Matt Damon's playing this kind of political operative. And yeah, no, it's, it's got some again because it's trying to cross a few genres. I think I'm not sure it takes all of them off. And again, I, I don't really remember how it ends. It's Morgan Freeman in it. It feels like the kind of film Morgan Freeman would be in. Uh, I think so. Yes, yeah, <laughs> I'm pretty certain he is. Yeah, actually. Okay. Uh, what else we got here? So. Um, is uh, she's in Dan in Real Life, which I don't really remember her being in, to be honest. But that's a Steve Carell film that's pretty decent. Um, he's a, I think he's a news anchor or some sort of TV presenter, but um, it follows his real life. Uh, Charlie Wilson's War. She, she has a fairly minor role uh, in that as um, Tom Hanks' girlfriend, or not even a girlfriend, just a girl who uh, who he has sex with. Um, Sunshine Cleaning is probably not very well known, but that teams up um, Emily Blunt and Amy Adams, both. Of, before they, I mean they were pretty I mean they were, they were known but they weren't huge um, by that stage uh, where it's two people who basically get a job cleaning up murder scenes um, I've definitely not heard of that before no I, I think I was just looking around for films and, and because I had the two of them in uh, I thought I'd give it a try yeah it's not bad at all um, and obviously they're both great um, Young Victoria I think is a great film um, I think that's where she may be maybe the first time she was really known as her, I mean Devil Wears Prada was a big kind of Calling card, but I think the young Victoria is maybe the first lead that was very well uh, seen. So she's, um, I don't know if this is coming up in our British Royal Family quiz, but she plays um, a young Queen Victoria. Uh, mm-hmm. I thought she did that really well. Uh, Wild Target is bad. Um, I don't really remember anything about it. Rupert Grint, Bill Nye, and her, they, they, they're stealing paintings or something. It's not It's not good. Uh, Do you ever see salmon fishing in the Yemen? Uh, no, that's with Ewan McGregor, wasn't it? That's right, that's right. Um, it's it's fun, actually. I like this. It's where they're basically introducing salmon fishing into into Yemen, and they um, <laughs> uh, they form a romantic partnership. It, I, I've read the book as well, actually, and the book is quite a savage political satire, which the oh, really? film wow. which the film really is not. I and mean, the film has it's got um, Kristen Scott Thomas, I think it is, as the Home Secretary, I think, maybe the Foreign Secretary. Anyway, since so I'm a British politician, and and so they do get bits and pieces of that into it, but the actual book is is much more sharp and as a satire and indeed the book spoilers for this book but the book ends with basically everyone dying in a massive flood uh, which the film does wow, not cheery. do yeah yeah uh, she's in the muppets um basically the muppets, she's the in, amy adams one yeah basically refreezing her role from devil wears pride in just one scene i think oh, okay uh, that's, that's fun uh do you see the five-year engagement no i didn't uh, that's her and Jason Siegel. Um, 
obviously they get engaged and just five years to get married. I think that's got a great beginning and great ending and it really loses its way in the middle, actually. It felt like they had didn't have enough ideas for a whole film. But, um, yeah, it goes kind of... it's quite, Yeah, you kind of really care about the characters and then Jason Segel really goes nuts and kind of... Um, and it all falls apart a bit. But the, the last five minutes is great. Check out the last five minutes of the five-year engagement. Uh, Into the Woods, Sijan. You've seen Into the Woods. I've seen Into the Woods. Uh, it's a Sunday musical. It uh, is. Where she unconvincingly plays um, the wife of James Corden. <laughs> wow. Wow. <laughs> Kicking the teeth for James Corden. Wow. <laughs> Unbelievable. Oh, I do like James Corden, but honestly... <laughs> Did you see, um, whilst I'm sending, sending you towards YouTube for Emily Blunt videos, did you see the video of uh, Emily Blunt and James Corden doing... Romeo like, and Juliet. Um, was it, they did like 20 yeah. musicals in 20, in 20 minutes or something. Or, oh, or they tra- also did Romeo and Juliet as well. That wasn't... I thought that was very good. That wasn't Emily Blunt, She can it? sing though. Was that Emily Blunt? I thought that was someone else. No, that's Emily Blunt. Okay. Definitely Emily Blunt. But they did, um, yeah, so they, they did something like 20 musicals in 10 minutes or something, whatever it is. Um, but they did, including including a song from Into the Woods, which I thought was quite a nice mm. callback. Um, yeah, Into the Woods, uh, Meryl Streep is in it. It's a huge, huge cast. Anna Kendrick, your favourite. Yes. Um, Johnny, yeah, Johnny, uh, Johnny Depp's in it. Meryl Streep somehow got Oscar nominated for that. Oh. <laughs> it's Meryl Streep. She'll get anything. Uh, yeah, so um, it's a Sondheim musical. I love my Sondheim. Uh, but it's not one of my favourite musicals, I don't think. It's, it's a very odd musical and I think a lot of people found it a bit <laughs> I remember leaving that cinema um, and then someone saying oh that's enough music for the rest of the month for me <laughs> I think a lot of people went into that not knowing it was a musical as well Ah, so it's basically a lot yeah. of fairy tales that and, and seeing what happens after the fairy tale um, yeah, yeah I, I don't love Sondheim to be honest I, I, guess I, I love Sondheim yeah I know a lot of people do but I, I kind of I like a I like a song I can remember the tune of when it's, when it's yeah, finished. Yeah, that's not his. No, Sondheim is a brilliant lyricist. Though. Yeah, no, he writes good lyrics. But I, I guess I'm uh, I'm not classy enough. Uh, Sicario, people love. I think it's a good film. It's on Netflix, uh, where she, uh, she I'm trying to remember who's team who's the, who's the guy uh, Benicio del Toro. Um, uh, it's all about drug running and guns and all sorts. Uh, but she plays uh, is an FBI agent. Yeah, I think so. Uh, to be honest, I didn't. The, the trailers, I wasn't at all convinced by this, but it is it's really, really well acted. She's fantastic in it, as is as Del Toro. Um, she, There's a sequel of it as well. Huh? There is, yeah. which I don't think she's in. I think it focuses on Benicio Del Toro's character um, mm. and Josh Brolin. Uh, yeah, I didn't. I think loads of people loved it more than I did, but it's still, I still enjoyed it. It's still worth watch. Uh, we've talked about a quiet place before, I'm sure. Uh, but she yeah. teamed up Plenty with her husband. Times. And Mary Poppins returns yeah, as well, which we talked about very recently. Uh, yeah, so she, um, she's a great actress, I mean, but I, it's a, a travesty that she's not been Oscar nominated. Um, so uh, I don't think she's like her roles have not been in like those films that would have won Oscars anyway. That's probably true. I, I could have seen maybe Young Victoria or something like that, but yeah, no, you're, you're right. Um, that's that's probably the main issue. Like in all, I'm just going through her list of films. Like, I mean, I enjoy all those films, but they're not. Oscar films no um, and I think certainly a lot of her earlier films she was always the best thing she, in them I think she was always better than the film she was in for a lot of that, that yes. stuff <laughs> um, Mary Poppins I think there's an outside chance for an Oscar nomination I don't, I don't, don't think she'll win but, um, and she's had a Golden Globe nomination hasn't she um, yes so I think there's, there's a possibility of a, of a nomination there but uh, I'm not Very sure slim. not sure what the field is really. uh, so what would you say is your favourite Emily Blunt film oh it's tough isn't it it's tough. Age of Tomorrow. It's the only way I have a DVD off. All right, I'm going to go for Age of Tomorrow as well. Uh, my least favorite is Wild Targets. Do you have a Do you have a least favorite? Oh, that's tough as well. <laughs> yeah. Probably the girl on the train. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Not a fan of that. It's um. I mean, she doesn't really do bad films, does she? I mean, I know that it's a girl on the train. I, I didn't see. It's not. Wouldn't be my kind of thing. But um, I mean, Wild Target is bad in Venice. That's quite a long time ago. But it, these days, I think she she takes quite a wide variety of roles, and uh, like if there's no such thing, I guess, as a em, an Emily Blunt film kind of uh, stereotype or something. Like that. I think she does a turns her hand to a lot of different things. I'm, I'm quite glad she didn't take because she she turned down the role of uh, Black Widow um, before Scarlett Johansson took oh, it. 
Oh, did she? Wow. She, yeah, I think I think the idea behind that was she just didn't want to be kind of tied down to doing the same character over and over. And I think... No, that makes sense. I mean, I think she's a great actress. She could do it. But I think Scarlett Johansson's fantastic in that role. So I'm, I'm kind of glad she didn't take that one. I think that's quite interesting. Uh, right then. Uh, next time on Actor Factor, we are doing... Which actors, Ejo? We are doing Eric Banner. Eric Banner. Australia's own. Um, great. Uh, and now it's time for the quiz, um, which is on the British royal family, um, particularly yeah. in film. Uh, leaders off season. The film, Whatever Love Means, is about which royal couple? Uh, it's about Charles and Diana. I can't give that to you, Colin. Why not? It's Charles and Camilla Pacabals. Is it? Yeah. Okay. Wow. Because uh, he used to, when he was asked if he was in love with Princess Diana, uh, he said, whatever love means. Yes, I know. But the film was about uh, Charles and Camilla. Fair enough. Fair enough. I wouldn't have given you the points. Uh, okay. Uh, I know you wouldn't have. <laughs> uh, which film won the 2006 BAFTA for Best Film? 2006. 2006. 2006. Wow. So, oh, I'm going to wreck my race. So, 2005 was uh, Crash and Brokeback Mountain. That were the two main ones. 2006 was probably Million Dollar Baby in the Oscars. What came out then as well? Uh, is it the Queen? It is the Queen. Good work. Uh, uh, question two. Which actor was nominated twice for an Oscar for playing the same king? Well, same king? Alright. I, I had my answer ready if it was going to be the same queen. Um, no, it's not the same queen. Same king. Oh, it's probably Laurence Olivier. For playing uh, no. Him. No? No, it's Peter O'Toole. Really? For playing Henry II in Becker and Lion Winter, and he won it for Becker. Are we sure Lawrence Olivier didn't? <laughs> no, I'm pretty certain uh, Lawrence Olivier didn't. Okay. You can go Google it after this. I'm doing it right now. Because um, <laughs> <laughs> he definitely uh, would have played. Uh, he probably didn't get very Austenized. Maybe got it. Uh, he, he would have played Henry IV in various Shakespeare things. Uh, who directed the King's Speech? It's Tom Hooper. It is Tom Hooper. Running, uh, question, run, running away with this. <laughs> question three, very similar to the second one. In which two films did Judy Dench portray Queen Victoria? Uh, she did in Victorian Abdul and uh, Mrs. Brown. That's correct. Um, the Other Berlin Girl uh, was based on a book by whom? Oh. That's a tough one. That's definitely a tough one. I don't know. Who is it by? Uh, it's by Philippa Gregory. No, no idea. <laughs> no, perhaps she's, she's done a few of these kind of things. Uh, there's, there's the White Queen or something, something like that, which is quite popular one again. But yeah. mm. Good. Um, we could, uh, well, I'll talk about it in the Eric Banner uh, thing next next time. Um, yeah, let's do that. Uh, question four. The film Hyde Park on Hudson oh, yes. is about the visit of King George VI and Queen Elizabeth with which American president? Now, you asked me this in the American President's quiz. Did I? And I got it right, but I can't remember the answer. Um... I oh yeah, I'm pretty sure. You, I think I did. it might. I definitely did. You did, and I got it right. I say. Um, I think it might have been Franklin Roosevelt. That's correct. Yeah. yeah. Um, the Madness of King George was based on a play with a slightly different title. What, what was that title? Oh wow! There's quite a fun story behind why they changed this. So, uh, if that helps you. Slightly different, right? Slightly different. Is it something like Mad King George? Uh, no, it was. Um, the Madness of George III, which apparently, according to rumour, they changed because American audiences would think that it was the third film in the Madness of George series. <laughs> no, that is a good story. That is a good story. Okay, what have you got for me? Uh, the last one. The Tony Award-winning play, The Audience, is an adaptation of which film about the royal family? Well, allegedly, it's, it's The Queen. <laughs> I think that's correct it's adapted by Peter Morgan yeah I think it's I read that as well and the, the Queen covered a very specific period of her life whereas the audience covers her whole reign so I'm not convinced it was adapted but I'll take the point um, but Helen Mirren won the Tony as well she did she's very good um, 
Yeah, apparently I've not seen it, but it's, it's um, basically every Prime Minister of her reign, or almost all of them. Um, Paul Schofield, question five, Paul Schofield played Sir Thomas More in A Man for All Seasons, which was set in the reign of which monarch? I don't know this. Paul Schofield. Paul Schofield, not to be confused with Philip Schofield. Yeah, I, I wouldn't know him. He's probably someone famous that I wouldn't know him know either. I, th- I think uh, Man for All Seasons is definitely uh, Paul Schofield's most famous role. Uh, yeah. How old is he, this film, anyway? I'm not going to tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go with the current queen. Uh, no, it was Henry VIII. Um, huh. There you go. I didn't, uh, so there you go. I, I, I win it 3-2. I, I don't even have to try and... Uh, uh, cobbled together my uh, my facts about Laurence Olivier um, no, to try and steal I know, right? uh, Next time, Zijan, um, having seen Nicholas Holt in this film and recently seen him in About a Boy, uh, we're going to do a quiz on Nick Hornby adaptations. Okay. Uh, of which there have been several. Uh, but what is our main topic for next time? Uh, we are watching Vice. No. <laughs> oh, we can do. Is that not, that's for next time, guys. Um, we can do that. I thought we were doing Mary Queen of Scots, but um. Oh, oh, let's do Mary Queen of Scots. <laughs> More no, royal family for everyone. You know, we could do both. We could really, uh, really mix things up. Okay, well, let's you, see how many films we get to watch in the next two weeks. Yep, and uh, we will see you then. Bye.